Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. Today, I want to talk a little bit about disruptive technology and why it's important and how it can impact your business. Disruptive technology is when a new or a smaller company sees an opportunity to enter and compete in an underserved or new market. The incumbent company or the larger company is presently not focused on serving this market. And so they really ignore this young startup and say, it doesn't really matter. It's not important. It's not going to affect us. So we can just ignore them. Harvard Business School defined disruptive technology as the process in which a smaller company, usually with fewer resources, is able to challenge an established business, often called an incumbent, by entering at the bottom of the market and continuing to move up market. A classic example of a disruptive innovation is Amazon. In the 1990s, Amazon decided to sell books online. For a long time, the biggest booksellers just ignored Amazon, and they thought, Amazon doesn't really matter. Who really wants to buy books online? People want to come to the store instead. So many stores, especially if you like, you know, Barnes and Nobles, you know, invested heavily in stores where people could sit down, read books, you know, kind of like a library type of atmosphere. But today, Amazon is much larger than any of these former big booksellers. Another example of disruptive innovation is Netflix. For a long time, Netflix did not threaten Blockbuster with its DVD by mail service. Blockbusters totally ignored Netflix as a threat because they felt like they were convinced that, you know, our customers want to enter the stores. They want to go and they want to look at all the videos and they want to, you know, then pick them out and then, you know, check them out. But as you know, today with the new technology and everything that's happened, Blockbuster's completely out of business. In fact, I think I just read that there was only one Blockbuster store even left in the United States. And most people know about Netflix. Another great example of a company that disrupted the market is Uber. And many people may not realize this, but Uber was actually a business plan competition that was done for a business plan. And in their original business plan competition, they basically said that we're the next generation car service. And they said that uh, the reason was, this was in 2008, that most You know, um, taxi cabs were aging and they used inefficient technology. They were radio dispatched. There was no two-way communication. And they basically had a Ford um, Crown Victoria. And that basic people found them by hand or by phone. There was no GPS coordination between the client, the driver. And this was really in 2008 with the business plan that they had done. They also talked about the medallion system that the taxis had to go through, that how there, it was very expensive for a taxi to get a medallion. It cost a half a million dollars. And the drivers would make about $31,000. So there's no incentive or comp- accountability for the drivers and the clients. So they come up, came up with this plan that the Uber concept would make it fast and efficient of on-demand car service. And originally, they said they would target target just the big cities like New York, San Francisco, um, in the states, and that they would, you know, use technology um, for this—a technology that they had during the time. Originally, it started as more members only, and of course, today you know that um, Uber 
has, you know, taken over and this type of uh, taxi service has taken over taxis all around the world. I live here in Vietnam and we used to have Uber, but now Uber is part of Grab, which is basically the same where you, you know, go onto your phone, you, you book a driver and then the driver comes and you can, you know, exactly how much you're going to pay at the end. So I just find it very interesting that Uber, again, started as a business plan competition, but at the same time, Uber and all of these systems of using technology have totally disrupted the taxi industry. Same way as Airbnb has done that for hotels and for reservations where now people can sign up for a, you know, to stay in somebody's house via an Airbnb. You know, so... Disruptive innovation happens when a few things occur in an industry. One is that the incumbent business or the, you know, the business that's there already you know, begins to innovate and develop products and services that appeal to the most demanding and profitable customers. In doing this, they're going, they ignore the needs of those customers who they consider to be down market. Um, you know, then a new business, they begin to see like these down market customers are not at all being, they're, in fact, they're being ignored. Nobody's servicing them. So they see an opportunity to service these down market customers. So the new business starts, and as it goes, the new business begins to grow. And then eventually, they go from the down market customers to they begin to go to the customers of the incumbent business. And so they begin to start to move upward, and now they're offering solutions and services to the incumbent customers. So the new business has now attracted the incumbent businesses and the clients of those, and it be, then it becomes a direct competition between the incumbent business and the new business. The thing that's very interesting about disruptive innovation is the incumbent business is always bigger, and they always have more resources. So if they had seen and understood the threat of the new business, they would have been able to get into the new business and to service those down market customers, and they would have remained stronger. For example, if we go back to the example of blockbusters in America, if blockbusters had decided and said, look, maybe we need to start doing the same mail-in service that Netflix is doing, maybe today we'd be talking about blockbusters and not about Netflix. Same thing between Uber and the cab companies. If they had the cab companies start, started changing how they got rides and how their drivers were paid, maybe today Yellow Cab would be much bigger than Uber is. You know, the incumbent company, they, they had the opportunity not to allow the disruption to happen, but instead they chose to ignore it. And I think this is really the big point of all of this, is they had the opportunity but yet they ignored it because they really felt like it's not my customer, it's not my business, and it doesn't really matter, and it's not important to us. Over the last 15 years, there's been huge devastation in the retail industry. Online retail has devastated traditional brick-and-mortar stores. The disruption has gone from everything from the company like Tower Records to Hollywood Video to other well-known brands as Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue. So, you know, one area to look at if you are in supplying products is to look at and say, how is this disruption going to impact the retail sector? You know, everything from like online grocery stores 
In 2012, consumers only purchased 1% of all groceries sold in the United States were sold online. Millenniums and Generation Z now say that they buy over 45% say they're now buying their groceries only online. And these numbers are expected just to climb where people are going to start buying almost all their groceries and other things online or have them delivered or have them be picked up, that it's really changing the way that the industry or the retail industry is going to have to work. The thing about disruption is it takes place in every industry. There is no industry that is not somehow affected by disruption. Take, for example, what COVID has done for universities. Suddenly now, universities have had to start to, you know, teach online. And even, you know, not even universities, high schools, elementary schools. Suddenly it's sort of become this online world of education. And companies have had to change how they work and that they've had to work online. And how are we going to effectively and efficiently work online? I'm in the home furnishing and home decor industry, and here are some ways that I see that maybe disruption could occur in my industry. I could see trade shows being one area that um, could be affected because, you know, trade shows means that people have to go there. So, you know, will it be that people will go to trade shows less or will trade shows become less important? You know, that's a question that many people ask. But will, you know, will it become important or less important to go to a trade show? I personally think that people may still go to a trade show, but maybe not go as often. The trade shows may not be as important as they once were because people can see things online. Maybe there'll be some virtual reality. There'll be some artificial intelligence coming on that will help them with their buying decisions. And so there'll be all of these things where maybe they'll feel comfortable enough to say, hey, I can be at home and I can see what I need to see without having to travel and have the expense of going to a trade show. Another one, you know, could be, um, you know, sales. Um, The artificial intelligence, again, could, you know, disrupt it and be so good that people will depend upon it to tell them who to buy from and why. And that, you know, this could mean that, you know, salespeople may not be quite as important because suddenly now there'll be this artificial intelligence that will be helping people with the sales. The supply chain, of course, could be really disrupted with artificial intelligence, blockchain, robotics, self-driving vehicles, drones. They could all affect how people receive products, how they get products, how the supply chain uh, processes products. All of this could really affect how uh, things happen within the supply chain itself. You know, disruptive innovation um, usually comes slowly, but the problem is, is that many companies, they ignore it or they choose to ignore it. So a few things to remember when you're looking at disruptive innovation is disruptive innovation is a process, not a product or service. Choose which fires you're going to fight. Not every new idea or innovation will turn out to be the next Amazon or Netflix or the next big thing. Not every innovation that comes along will disrupt the market. That really becomes the hard part with disruptive innovation. You need to keep your eyes open and you need to look and see what is going on out there so you know, so you can change and pivot when you need to. A great book to um, to read is Clay Christensen. He wrote the book called The Innovator's Dilemma. Really great book. Um, he has since passed away, but he is a great mind when it comes to disruptive innovation. 
Um, he's also written one called The Prosperity Paradox and How Innovation Can Lift Nations Out of Poverty. Recommend both of these books. Highly recommend anything which Clay Christensen has written because they really are great books. This is Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Thank you so much for listening, and I really do appreciate you listening to us. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions or comments or would like to know more about Mandora, we'd always love to talk to you. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you for listening because it's because of viewers like you that help to make this podcast possible. This podcast is sponsored by Mandoro. We create, develop, and manufacture home decor and home furnishing products in Asia with a social conscience. We'd love to have you check out our blog at mindoro.com and sign up for our newsletter. We'll put a link below in our description so you can easily go there. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a thumbs up and leave us a review. This really helps. Thank you again for listening.